You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 23. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about the difference between having a desire versus having a commitment. This is a big one. Now, before I dive into this, I was watching some of the Olympic Games that are going on now. We are about four days into Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics. And although I don't consider myself a sports person, I do love the Olympics. I get very invested in the Summer Olympic Games. And I have only broken down in tears twice so far. (laughs) So we're doing well. But I am very emotional about the Olympics because it is, there's so much, there's just so much dedication and work and effort that goes into the journey of every single Olympian. And I feel like we get to just experience the end of their years of struggle, of dedication, of perseverance. We just get to see the very end. But I like to think about all of the all of the effort and commitment that they put in to get to the place that they want to be on the podium receiving the medal. So I'm emotional for the Olympians. I'm emotional for the coaches and the loved ones that are st- that are just cheering on the Olympians. And I also am so inspired by the commitment that all of the Olympic athletes display because it is just phenomenal. And commitment is the theme of this episode. So it's very fitting. So desire versus commitment. Let me first define those words. So I looked both of them up in the dictionary and here's what I got. Desire means wishing you had something or having a strong feeling of wanting something or just wishing for something to happen. Okay, so that's what desire is. Commitment, the definition of commitment is feeling dedication and loyalty to a cause, activity, or job. And the second definition is wholeheartedly dedicated. I love that. So the reason why commitment is so important is when you have commitments and when you honor your commitments in life, you really become the true creator of your life. I think life it opens up to you when you can commit to the things that you deeply care about. And when you have a commitment towards something, something beautiful happens because you can have desire for anything in life. And oftentimes when you have desire, it's met with fear. It's met for all the reasons why it probably w- won't work out or all the reasons you might fail. But commitment is what tips the scale towards the direction of your success. When you have commitment towards something, it puts more focus on your success than they're, then they're being focused on your fear of failure. And commitment is also what overcomes all of the excuses and all of the limitations that our brain puts on us, and it allows us to really move forward. Now, I believe that the reason why most people fail at goals that they have in their life 
is not because of a lack of time, a lack of money, a lack of skill, or lack of energy. None of those are the reasons why people fail. The reason why people fail to achieve their goals is because they have a lack of commitment. It's a tough pill to swallow, but it's so important to own and realize in yourself and in your clients because as long as long, long as you're able to bump up your commitment, you will be able to achieve anything you want to achieve. And this episode is going to help nudge you towards that. Now, many people think that their desire alone is going to get them places in life. But what I want you to consider is that desire is irrelevant. Your desire alone is irrelevant. Many people have desire for more money, to be in better shape, to have more freedom, to have more time. There are many athletes that desire to be in the Olympics, right? But wanting something, having the desire for something does not entitle you to getting it. Wanting something does not require any effort of you as well. In fact, it's, it's comfortable to desire something when we can just sit back and say, yeah, I want that. Yeah, I would love to have that in my life. Yeah, I'd love to have a million dollars. Yeah, I'd love to have this amazing body, right? It doesn't require any effort to have desire. It doesn't require any action. So desire alone is a passive experience. It's a passive experience and it produces no results in life. Commitment, on the other hand, requires action. It requires effort. It is an active experience and it is an uncomfortable process to go through. But commitment is what is required if you want to achieve anything worthwhile in life. All of the Olympians, they didn't get where they are now because they desired to be in the Olympics. It's because they committed to it. They took action day in and day out to get to where they are now. So I remember years ago, I learned about the law of attraction and I thought, wow, so all I need to do to get whatever I want out of life is to just think about it. All I need to do is think about my desires and focus on them and then I will manifest those desires. So I sat around and I kept thinking and thinking and thinking about all these things I wanted and yet nothing changed in my life. And I realized that the law of attraction is a load of crap. It doesn't work. Desiring something and thinking about it does not bring it to you. It's having the commitment to take action towards getting what you want that will get you any result in life. Now, the most important thing I want you to get from this episode is that life does not give us what we want. Life gives us what we are committed to. Let me say that one one more time. Life does not give us what we want. It gives us what we are committed to. So everything that you have in your life right now, it's a result of what you committed yourself to at a previous point in your life. And... All of the commitments you make today and the the decisions that you make in this moment, all of that will determine the results that you have a year from now. It will determine the person that you become a year from now. All the commitments that you make today determine the person you become tomorrow. So let me present to you a fast way to know if you're really committed to something. Because I want this episode to really stretch you, and I want you to see how you can really take your commitment to the next level. So I want you to think about a desire that you have right now in your life. Maybe you have an unfulfilled goal. It's something you desire. Perhaps it's a desire to write a book or to 
uh, lose 20 pounds, or maybe it's a desire to make $100,000 as a coach, whatever it might be. So one great question to ask yourself after you have a desire is, by when? By when? By when would you like to achieve that goal? By when would you like to fulfill that desire? Now, sometimes people get a little bit uncomfortable when they're asked this, and I think that discomfort is a good thing because it starts to make it real. It starts to make it come to life. So whatever desire you have right now, by when would you like to have that finished? Maybe you'd say six months from now or a year from now or two years from now, whatever your timeline is. Here's the next level. Here's the next level of challenge for you. If I were to say that you need to give me $10,000 and I will give you back your $10,000 if you complete your goal in the timeline you say you're going to complete your goal, would you offer me the $10,000? Would you happily say, here you go, take my 10K because I know I'm going to get it right back because I'm so committed? Or is your brain producing some excuses? Is your brain telling you that you probably shouldn't give the $10,000 because you might not follow through? Now, all the reasons that your brain is telling you why you should wait or why you should hesitate before taking me up on this challenge are are the exact thoughts that you need to work through. Okay, so I want you to think about what would you really need to be thinking in order for you, your brain to say yes, in order for you to think, absolutely, this is a no-brainer. Of course, I'm going to give you 10K because I know I'm going to get it back. What would you need to be thinking about your goal and about yourself and about your commitment level? Maybe you need to be thinking, I got this. Game on. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to make this happen no matter what. It is done. It's good as done. So I want to share with you something that I, when I conceptualize desire on one end of a spectrum and commitment on the other end of a spectrum, if you think about the space between the two, desire is saying, I want it, right? Commitment is saying, I'm committed to having it. So in between, I want it and I'm committed to having it, there are so many other thoughts and all of those are excuses. The space between I want it and I'm committed to having it are all the excuses that you've got to look at. You've got to look at and examine and challenge in order to commit yourself fully. This is the internal conversation you want to look at. And I'm going to talk more about that in this episode. Before I go into that, I'm going to share the biggest mistakes that I I hear people make when it comes to understanding what commitment really means and what it looks like. So, One of the mistakes I hear is when someone thinks about committing to something, they have all or nothing thinking about it. So they think either I'm completely committed or I am not committed at all to something. Now, commitment does not mean that you have to drop everything else in your life in order to put focus on that one thing. Commitment is not a zero or a hundred game. In fact, What I found to be true is that commitment can be committing to being 1% greater every single week. So whatever desire you have right now, instead of thinking that you can either be fully committed or not committed at all, what if your commitment just looked like you being one, moving 1% closer to the goal, to the result every week? So for example, if you have a desire to lose weight, 
Commitment doesn't mean that you have to throw out all the food in your fridge, eliminate all the sugar in your diet, wake up 4 a.m. tomorrow morning, and start running five miles a day, right? That is not what sustainable commitment looks like. In fact, this is often the reason why many people crash or they burn out and they end up spiraling back to a worse place than where they started. So what could a more sustainable level of commitment look like? Maybe it's on the first week, you just take fast food out of your diet. And then in the second week, you build off of that. You start walking 30 minutes every day. And then the third week, you build off of that, right? You start measuring or tracking the food that you're eating. And you just take it from there. Incremental commitment is really the commitment that works. It's the best type of commitment. So you want to make sure when you're committing, rather than thinking it's all or nothing, what would incremental commitment look like? What would sustainable commitment look like? So when people often think about enrolling in Thriving Coach Academy, I tell them that what we're about is incremental commitment. We are not about you quitting your job right away, dropping everything, and devoting 40 hours a week to becoming a coach. In fact, we space it out. The commitment is five hours of training per week spaced out over six months. And what we found is that this incremental commitment is what allows our coaches to have success so quickly because they are staying on track, they're making progress, and they are not burning themselves out. So every week, little by little, I want you to think about whatever desire you have, what would it look like to build your commitment piece by piece rather than thinking you have to go from zero to 100 overnight. Now, the second biggest mistake that I've heard people make when it comes to understanding commitment and making new commitments is right when they're about to make a new commitment to something, their brain looks back at their past and references all the failed attempts that they've made up until this point. So it might sound like your brain telling you, well, wait a second, the last time you committed to this thing, it didn't work out. Or the last time you committed, you didn't follow through, you gave up. So sometimes people start worrying, is this just going to be another failure? Is this just going to be another reason why I can't achieve this goal? Now, here's the thing. It's going to be another failure if you show up with that same mindset. So you've got to ask yourself, why is this time different? What's different about this time? How are you different this time? How are you going to show up this time that's different from the way you showed up all the other times? When you can be clear about that, you will realize that the person that you are now is not the person that you were then. And therefore, since you're showing up as a different person, you are going to generate a different result. So your past all the things that have happened in your past, it is irrelevant when it comes to you creating a new future for yourself. So what you don't want to do is let your past imprison your dreams and imprison your future. If your past is all that determined your future, then all that we would do is spin in circles. Nothing would change in life. There would be no growth. So you don't want to let your past determine your future. You get to decide who you are going to be in this moment. You get to write the, you get to write the script. So I want to now talk about what prevents people from committing and also what enhances commitment level. So let's just first talk about what prevents commitment. So remember earlier I shared that in that there's thoughts that happen in between the space of 
I want something and the thought I'm committed to having it. I'm going to talk about some of the thoughts that happen in between. Common thoughts are, I want this thing, but I can't do it now. Or I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it later. I'll do it when I'm in the mood. Um, It's not the right time for me to commit to this. I'm just so busy. I've got a lot on my plate. This is the big one, right? Really questioning whether now is the right time. Or oftentimes it's just it's just having the thought, I don't know if I'm ready right now. There's just a lot going on. Now, this was such a big one for me when I was looking to really go all in with my coaching business. I had a part of my brain that said, are you sure? Do you really think you're ready? Maybe you should wait until you feel more ready. And I realized that in order to succeed, I have to start before I feel ready. Start before I feel ready. So what if you could start before you feel ready, before it feels like it's the right time, because it's never going to be the right time. You got to start before you feel ready, and then the rightness just kicks in. You realize why it is the perfect time. Some other thoughts that your brain might tell you to to diminish your commitment is worrying that you're going to fail, okay? Worrying that things aren't going to work out. And to that, I just say, are you giving equal airtime to imagining the best case scenario? So what if you succeed beyond your wildest imagination? What if your success was inevitable? Like, What if your success was inevitable and you just believed that ahead of time, that you were going to succeed, period? Then how would you show up differently if you just guaranteed your own success from the get-go? The other thoughts that often prevent commitment are, are, are the thoughts, I don't really feel like it right now. And I find this one really interesting when we have a desire and we want to take that desire to a, a level of commitment, thinking, well, yeah, I want this thing, but I don't know if I really feel like committing to it or taking action on it. What does feeling like it have to do with anything? You've got to ask yourself that. It's like saying, I don't really feel like succeeding right now, or I don't really feel like winning right now. The only thing that you need to do is realize that you're never going to feel like committing to something. It's not something that we often wake up like, oh, I'm going to commit to this thing and I'm going to feel great about it. Your brain is going to try to convince you to do the opposite. So the entire journey of getting from where you are now to where you want to be and what you want to accomplish, you're not going to feel like doing a lot of things in that journey, right? So we have this idea that achieving our dreams should just feel amazing all the time, or we should always feel inspired, otherwise we shouldn't do it. But that's why so many people haven't achieved their dreams. So whatever kind of discomfort you have, that discomfort is the price of admission towards achieving the the biggest goals in your life. The discomfort is the currency to get whatever it is that you want. So rather than waiting for you to feel like it, lean into this the discomfort and go anyway. Just get started anyway. Take action because you're feeling the discomfort. That's a sign that you're stepping into commitment. You're going to open up new things in your life. So I want to talk about the four things that enhance commitment. The first thing that will enhance your commitment level on any kind of desire you have is to have a compelling reason why you desire that result or you desire that thing. So think of the, a desire you have in your life right now. Why do you want it? Why do you want that thing? And just keep asking yourself this question. Why do you want it until your reason becomes so compelling that you just cannot live without knowing that you're pursuing it? 
So I recently had a beautiful conversation with someone that's considering the academy, and she mentioned her desire to become a coach. And I asked her, why is it that you want to become a coach, though? What's, what is the, what's the why behind this? And she said that she's just really frustrated in her current job right now. She feels like she's working around the clock. She's not really fulfilled in her, in her work. And then I went a layer deeper with her, and I said, well, why is it important for you to not be working around the clock? And she said, well, I want to have more time so that way I'm more available to my loved ones. And I took it another layer deeper with her. I said, well, why is that important to you? And she said, well, my mother is approaching her 80th birthday, and I want to be there for her. I want to have the time to to travel with her. I want to have the time to take care of her and support her and and express my appreciation for her. I want to have a career that enables me the space to not just have an impact, but to truly be available to my for my mother because she deserves that. And as as this person was sharing, she was having tears that were just coming coming forth for her and it was beautiful that she connected to that emotion because in that moment her whole commitment to becoming a coach shifted it was about much more than just getting a certification it was all about what she saw her coaching business opening up for her and having that level of clarity is what creates commitment in any type of goal that you have in life so what is your why what's your compelling reason why it is that you're having this desire That's the first key, having that compelling reason. The second key is to have a clear vision of what success is going to feel like. So our brain is often going to tell us the worst case scenario, and it's so important to step into the best case scenario and to see it so vividly that it feels real. So if you have a goal related to health, maybe it is achieving some kind of milestone, like whatever it could be. Maybe it's finishing a certain marathon. Actually imagine that you're crossing the finish line and you are like feeling the energy of the crowd cheering you on as you are completing the marathon and seeing the people around you and feeling just the adrenaline in your body and the endorphins as you are running across the finish line. That's what having a clear vision looks like. Maybe you have a financial, a, a desire for more finances in your life or some kind of career that enables you to have more finances. Like many people when they become a coach, they're often starting out with a goal of having $100,000 in a year. So if that's your desire, put yourself in that moment where you're checking your bank account or you're looking into your bookkeeping records and you're seeing that number, $100,000. You're seeing all of those zeros after the one. And you're feeling that as if it's happening right now. You're getting into the energy of it. Think about where you are when you're looking back at your year and you're seeing that you've earned at least $100,000. Think about what you're wearing, who you're with, right? Like what, what, what the weather is outside. Just really paint a vivid picture so that way you connect to that moment so that way it feels real. That is a great way to bump up your commitment. If you have a desire for some kind of change in your relationship, imagine the person. Maybe if you're single and you're looking for love, imagine yourself just with the love of your life, and you're just seeing your life unfold with them. You're feeling how it feels to be held in their arms or to 
when, like hold their hand as the plane is taking off for a beautiful vacation that you're going on, whatever it might be, you just want to make it so clear so that way you can feel, feel that vision. Your commitment's going to soar. Okay, the third thing to do is to, is to realize the cost of waiting. So you have this desire, right? And you want to go from wanting something to committing to it. What is the cost of waiting? What's the cost of not committing? What's the cost of just letting this sit as a passive desire? Waiting always has a cost. So if you're thinking about desire, your desire, and you think about the cost of waiting and your brain is telling you, oh, well, there's really not much of a cost for waiting, then you've got to get honest with yourself. Is this something that you really want? Is this something that's really important to you? What's going to happen if you don't take action, if you don't do anything? This is not a comfortable place to bring your brain, but it's a really important place to go because it's what's going to fire you up to realize that you actually owe it to yourself to prioritize your 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 vision right now and to commit to it and not continue letting it be just a passive desire that's not going to become anything. So what's the cost of you waiting? Answer that question for you and get all of it clear. And then the final way to bump your commitment is by having accountability. Having a way of holding yourself accountable so that way you don't just let this be a passive desire but it's something that you are taking action on. So I think the two the two forms of accountability are mentorship and money, okay? So mentorship is when you're able to have someone that's at least one chapter ahead of you support you and guide you and provide you with encouragement but also with feedback to move you forward. So the moment that I decided that I wanted to get in better shape, I knew that I could, I knew the exact workouts I needed to do, I knew exactly I knew exactly like where I could access the equipment to do those workouts, but what I didn't have is any accountability. So none of the workouts happened. So when I hired a trainer, I started getting results. I had that accountability. So I remember that I had talked to a coach a few months ago about her level of commitment to her goal of launching her coaching business. And she said that she was really committed, but she was judging herself because she had enrolled in other programs in the past and her business still hadn't launched. And she was thinking that maybe she was the problem. And when I dug a little bit deeper with her and asked her, well, what was missing from those other programs? We realized that there was nothing that was wrong with her, but what was missing was the proper mentorship and the accountability because she was just getting information. She was just getting content. She needed to have mentorship and accountability that's what was missing for her to have success. That's what was missing for her to have the commitment that she wanted. So mentorship is a great way to boost your accountability. And then money. Okay, so when I say money, I mean having skin in the game, making a financial investment in whatever desire you have. So are you willing to put some money up front towards your desires to to bring them to life? It's like that scenario I presented earlier. Would you be willing to give me $10,000 and I will give it back to you when you complete your goal, right? Like when you're able to have skin in the game, it just lights you up. It makes you so excited and it, and it puts some positive pressure on you to get it done. All right. So if you question whether or not you have the capacity to commit to things, if, you think, if you're thinking, I, don't, I just don't know if I'm the committed type, I want to let you know that your current schedule, the current way that you devote your time right now, it is a reflection of your commitments. So you are already committing to things in your life. We are all committing to things 
just based on the the decisions we make in our life and the way we spend our time. So for example, do you sleep every night, <laughs> right? Are you committing to a certain number of and a certain number of hours of sleep each night? Maybe you get 8 hours of sleep each night. That is a commitment. So you are committing to sleeping 8 hours a night. If you watch an hour of Netflix a day, then you are committing to watching an hour of Netflix a day. So the question is not whether you have the capacity to commit the th- to things because you're always committing to things every single day. The question is, are there commitments that you are choosing getting you the results that you want in life? Are you living your life in accordance with how you want to be living it based on the current commitments that you're choosing to have? So your brain is designed to commit to whatever you tell it to commit to. So the other half of of knowing your capacity to commit to something is realizing whether your brain is committing to finding problems or finding solutions. So are you, when when you think about your desire that you have, are you more committed to justifying the obstacles in your way or are you committed to creating a path to move you forward? So let me give you specific examples of the difference between these two what it sounds like to be committed to your problems versus being committed to your solutions. So being committed to a problem would sound like, I really want this thing, but I just don't have the money for it right now. Money's tight. So here's how someone who is committed would approach the same desire except looking for solutions. You would say, I really want this thing and... I will figure out a way to afford it no matter what. I'm not going to let the money be a problem. I'll figure out a way to afford it. Here's another example. If you're committed to finding problems, your brain's going to tell you, I really have a desire for this thing. I want it, but I don't have the time right now. My plate's full. So here's what it looks like to be committed. I really want this thing, and I'm going to find the time to do it because it's important to me. I'm going to prioritize this because it's something important to me. Here's another example. Here's what being committed to your problem sounds like. I really want this thing, but it's hard. It's difficult. It's going to require a lot of work. Here's what commitment sounds like. I really want this and I can do hard things. I'm capable of doing hard things. So you could choose what you want your brain to focus on and what you want your brain to commit to. Your brain is committing to things at all times. You get to decide if those commitments are working for you or working against you. Commitment truly is the fuel to overcome any kind of circumstances that might be holding you back. And when you are fully committed to something, there's no dollar amount or no time commitment or no no amount of energy involved that can get in your way. As long as you have that yes and you are committed, you are two feet in, there's no circumstance that could stop you. Now, when people say, I really want to commit to this desire I have, but it just feels a little bit risky. Well, of course it's risky because as I shared in a previous episode, you are either choosing risk or regret when it comes to any desire you have in life. You're either choosing a path of risk or you're choosing a path of regret. So if you don't pursue the risk, then all that you're left with is the regret of not betting on yourself, of not going all in on you. And when people look back on their life, no one celebrates all the risks that they didn't take. I don't know a single person who says, well, I'm so glad I didn't follow my heart and take the risk when I was called to do something that was risky. 
<laughs> what people do is they celebrate the risks that they did take. No matter what ended up happening, they just celebrate that they took the risk, that they bet on themselves. I think that the risk that comes with making commitments is truly what makes life so fun and amazing. And I've never heard of a single person that's regretted going after their dreams and taking action. So when I desired to become a coach, for a while, that's all it was. It was just a desire. And I didn't get any results in that time. I didn't have any skin in the game. I just dabbled around here and there. I read some books. I watched some videos. But when I decided to commit one day and go two feet in, that's when my business started taking off. I invested money in the desire to become a coach. I got mentorship. I got training. I put what was a lot of money at the time into my desire. And when I did that, I felt my commitment level skyrocket. I started taking such bold action steps like I had never taken before in my life. And that's when my business exploded. That's when I earned $300,000 in my first two years of committing to my coaching business. So when you commit to something... The whole universe conspires in your favor. Whatever, whether you see yourself as a religious person or, or a spiritual person, you believe in God, you believe in the universe, you believe in energy, whatever it is, when you commit to something, God, the universe, spirit, all of the above, conspires to give you everything that you need for your vision to manifest. When you commit to something, this magical things hap- the magical things start happening. And I hear this all the time. When coaches join the academy, it's like, they're like, all of a sudden, within the first week, these things started just fall, these opportunities just started falling into my lap. I don't know where they came from, but just people started reaching out to me. And I started just getting the answers that I needed. I started finding the people that I needed to find. And it's because of the power of commitment, right? There's something that happens energetically when we put out into the world that we're committed to something. All of a sudden, things will start to line up. So I want you to remember as we come to the end of this episode that your desire alone gets you absolutely nowhere. So if you have desire for something, what can you do to go from desire to commitment? What would it look like for you to have commitment to your desire? Because the faster that you can go from desire to commitment, the faster life can start opening up for you. Right? My invitation for you is to stop just desiring things And start committing to things. When you commit to the goals that fulfill you, everything else in life gets better. So I invite you to commit to your dreams. Whatever your dreams are, whether it be with your health, with your relationships, with your coaching business, commit to those dreams because it's so worth it. My invitation for you is to see how you can take your life from a life of desire to being a life of commitment. That's what I got in this episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. I'm David Cotton, and I'm actually a TCA certified coach. I first discovered coaching. Uh, it was during COVID. I was seeking answers about myself, having recently come out as gay. So it was a lot of deep personal work, focusing on my purpose, my direction, my bliss, the reason to get out of bed in the morning. My whole world had shifted. Uh, I had come out as gay, divorced after almost 30 years. I had retired from the military from a very successful career. I had been in business, had been successful, and I was looking for something to really help me focus on who I was, and coaching was doing that. Uh, Not only 
did coaching help me? But I realized that actually helped me understand and align my personal values and what my bliss or contribution to the world might be. Well, I'd already completed the training from another highly regarded international coaching program. And it got down to the point of the certification process, and it just did not sit with me. Every time I asked a question on, well, how do you start your business? How do you get clients? How do I improve my skills? The answer was always, well, hire a coach to help you through it. I thought, well, I've been through the training. I, I, I want some more resources to actually help me move forward. And after I did my research and found Frank and Thriving Coach Academy, that's baked into the program. Uh, now that I've completed the Thriving Coach Academy certification, I have no intent of looping back to complete the other. It has exceeded my expectations on all the support that Thriving Coach Academy has put together for the instruction piece, to learn the skills, to practice the skills, to build uh, camaraderie and partnership with other students, and then all of the aspects of how do you build a business? How do you market yourself? How do you find clients? And how do you approach all of these decisions in your life with confidence to move forward without hesitation? When I think of my biggest win or success thus far, it makes me smile because after having a career of 40 plus years that are considered extremely successful, retired Air Force Brigadier General, Senior Executive, the Department of Defense, a corporate officer in civilian companies, after all that experience, going through Thriving Coach Academy, I kid you not, I gained greater insight and confidence in myself. In the past, I would always underestimate my abilities, even though I'd end up being successful. I'd stress about it. I'm now more at peace and confident in my abilities, realizing while I may not have the answers and all the solutions for it today, over time they'll come. I just need to remember what my goal and objective is and focus on that and move forward and make decisions because you don't move forward unless you make a decision and take the next step. If you're someone that's considering coaching and considering the academy, I would say just take the leap. You could do the research yourself. I've done that already. Many of my peers have done that already. We all came to the same conclusion that Thriving Coach Academy does seem to have the, the beginning to the end that you need for the skills, to develop those skills, to actually develop the business, how to sustain the business, how to market the business, how to present yourself as a coach to others and then how to sustain that business to go forward and thrive. And even if you decide not to pursue coaching, you'll find out that you're a better human being in the end to apply those skills and insights just into your daily life and activities. I am most surprised how much I grew as an individual and how much more confident I feel in the world that I live in, engaging with friends and family and the unknown and dealing with life's challenges and opportunities. When you do get started, my advice for you to be successful is to start with an open mind and do not overthink. Uh, I joke that sometimes my nickname should be David the Overthinker. Just be an open mind and accept what you're learning and understanding and realizing that there's another perspective to look at that and you'll actually grow and gain from that. Stay engaged with your peers in the program. They are the uh, a great source of information of how you're doing and also to see how they perform. You'll pick up tools and tricks by watching others. Be ready to dive right in. Uh, take on initial clients. Even if you think you're not ready, take on some pro bono folks. Test it out. You know, see how it works. Do that in the first month you sign up. So therefore, when you're learning things, you can apply them in real time as you develop more skills and you have more to work with those pro bono clients. Or if you get a paying client, go that as well. And then decide who you need to be in life. Not what you need to do, but who you want to be in life and use that as your focus and mindset as you move forward. That's the foundation for your decisions as you go entering your coaching endeavor. 
Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.